Hello there, I'm Beth Kempton and this is the Freedom Seeker Chronicles. I created this podcast as a place to explore some of life's big questions and the smaller details that lead us towards happier, more fulfilled lives. I love nothing more than a thought-provoking conversation with a fascinating person who's living in accordance with what matters most to them. And I'm delighted to share those conversations with you. As for me, I'm the founder of Do What You Love, which helps people find what lights them up and pursue that in work, business and life. You can find out more at dowhatyoulove4life.com. I'm also author of two books. Freedom Seeker is a book about making the most of life and flying free, and that's out now. And then Wabi Sabi, Japanese wisdom for a perfectly imperfect life. That's available for pre-order from our friends at Amazon and all good independent bookshops. I wrote both of them for you. And so, are you ready? Let's dive in. Today's guest, Kate Eggman, is a dear friend and one of the most confident, smart and inspiring women I know. She's a TV presenter, a model with one of the top agencies in New York, a Reiki master and a beauty and wellness expert. But most importantly, she's a woman with a giant heart. And as of today, she's probably going to be your new BFF. Kate, oh my goodness. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I am thrilled to just even be seeing your face right now. No one can see us, but I'm happy I can see you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know we have a very juicy conversation in store and I want to start with your manifesto. I really, really love the words that you put in into this and I want to read it to you um, because you probably haven't listened to it in a while. Um, And I think it really summarizes the person that I know. Um, You say, I believe in warm hugs, the power of prayer and meditation and fresh starts. I believe in honouring my body with positive self-talk, trusting I'm on the right path and releasing all that no longer serves me. I believe in inhaling clarity and exhaling self-limiting beliefs. I believe I am worth everything my heart desires and giving myself just that. I believe I'm strong enough to overcome anything that comes my way. I believe in asking for help. I believe in laughing so loud, everyone in the room looks over to see what is so funny. (laughs) I believe in creating the space for people to be their most authentic, vulnerable selves. I believe in smiling for no reason at all. I believe the best is yet to come and saying thank you for all of life's tough lessons. I believe I can do anything I choose is important enough. I believe in me and I believe in you. We were born to be spectacular. Let's do this. I love that so much. Where did that come from? Wow, that thank you for reading that back to me. That was really powerful. You're right. I've never had anyone read it to me. So I it actually made me a little emotional because I think we all have that in us. And sometimes we get caught up in our schedules and busyness and forget how magnificent and wonderful we are, not because of what we look like or what our job is or the money in the bank or our friends or husbands or children, but just because we are magnificent children of God. And so I, that just came from my heart really. And just, I really think life is so much simpler than we make it. And those are just my simple pleasures, hugs and smiles and believing in ourselves. And it sounds so simple. Um, but personally speaking, it's been a challenge at times because um, the inner critic is, is quite loud. So 
wow, that felt really good to hear back. And what a great reminder to all of us. It's, it's so important to all the things that you say are so, so true. If we look at your resume, it's incredibly impressive and it reveals a hugely glamorous life. I'd love to start with knowing what's the day-to-day reality of Kate Eggman's life? Well, this is, I love that you're asking this in this moment because it's, um, you know, almost noon here in New York and I'm in my pajamas and I have absolutely no shame in that because <laughs> I worked a 22 hour day yesterday. So to, uh, yesterday, for example, I was in Boston uh, working as a keynote speaker for a huge organization that really helps those with eating disorders and recovering from eating disorders. And I spoke about body confidence and healthy body image. And so I, it was a huge fundraising breakfast and I spoke there and it was really um, incredible. And I got really great feedback and it was just, it's amazing to touch both men and women, girls and boys. And that was the audience from 11 year olds to 70 year olds. So that, that was really inspiring. It's always, it's always powerful to speak your truth because I think it encourages others to speak their truth. And especially here in the States, but really in the world now more than ever, it is so important that we speak our truth. So I did that. And then I um, had a seven hour drive to my other job, another job. um, And that's QVC, the largest um, online retail on television shopping channel. It's also online. So I drove that's outside of Philadelphia. So I drove seven hours there. And then I had a few airings last night in QVC. And then I got off air after midnight and then drove two and a half hours back home to New York. So it's not glamorous at all. And (laughs) to me, at least. (laughs) Sounds pretty glamorous. Sounds exhausting, but very interesting. (laughs) So I'm glad I have amazing books on tape. There's incredible authors like yourself that I can listen to to keep me grounded and inspired while I'm driving and traveling and um, make sure to get lots of water and good snacks and um, keep a sense of humor. And I, that, that's my typical day. Whatever I'm doing is my mentality is to bring the love, bring the joy when I walk in the building. So I might be a speaker. I might be a model. I might be um, a TV presenter that day, but really I just, I'm like a golden retriever puppy. I bring the joy. I bring the love and that's kind of my my career, right? The, the joy bringer. <laughs> <laughs> that must be incredibly refreshing for people in that industry. I mean, specifically talking about television, because I could imagine it's very competitive. It, it is. It is. And there's, you know, you can come up against a lot of ego. I think there's a lot of fear when you're dealing with, um, you know, with sales and money. There's a lot of that. There's Uh, you know, everyone wants to feel special and important. And the thing is, you are special and important because you're alive. So I think it's, um, I I like to just be that reminder to people to not take yourself so seriously. I think when we take our lives seriously, we take ourselves a lot less seriously. So I like to just be that little reminder, bring some joy, bring a smile, bring a laugh, and just we all need to calm down a little bit because at the end of the day, we, I'm not, I did I just didn't talk. I didn't talk about my hospital time as a brain surgeon, you know, like it's, it's not that serious. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that there is a, a not no, serious is probably the wrong word, but there's definitely a, a deeper uh, element to you, but that, that you also an absolute ray of sunshine in a room. Uh, you wrote in a recent blog post, would you put on a bathing suit, walk into a corporate office, stand under horrific fluorescent lighting, be filmed on a camera phone, 
and broadcast on a major news organization's Facebook live feed in front of more than 50,000 viewers. Uh, that sounds like some other kind of hell to me. Um, uh, but apparently that's what you did and, and regularly do. T- tell us about that. I did recently do that. I was hired by a swimsuit client. I'm a size 10, 12 swimsuit model. So in the UK, you're going to have to translate. 14 to 16, I think probably. Thank you. Yes. Um, And I was hired along size, uh, you know, size zero, size two, straight size model. And the point was to show different swim styles on different body types. And, you know, live viewers, of course, could make comments and some were extremely kind and body positive and others were, were mean spirited. And so It was a huge learning lesson and opportunity for me to really heal and grow because I realized I had a choice if I was going to be the victim or the victor, feel victimized by these comments and the trolls and people who feel that it's okay to pick women's bodies apart. And I realized I had such a problem with it, not even for myself, because I'm a grown woman in my 30s. I choose to put myself out there and work as a model. But what about all the young girls and women and even boys and and men who see and hear other people's bodies being picked apart and criticized this way? That's what I have a problem with because the message is you're not good enough, you're not beautiful, you're not worthy unless you look really skinny in a bathing suit. And it's, it's, we, we've got to do, we've got to do better than that. I, I mean, we're grown, but you're raising daughters. There's young girls out there and we really have to change the messaging and really start cultivating. This is coming from a model, you know, so, but cultivating other characteristics like kindness and compassion. And there's all these things you see it everywhere. We're bombarded with look hot in a bikini and be drop dead gorgeous, lose 10 pounds. And what I find drop dead gorgeous and and sexy is being nice. And so I think it's just about changing the messaging. And, you know, when I watch that video of me in the swimsuits, all I see is this woman glowing and smiling bright. And that's what beauty is to me. A woman who just owns where she is, perceived flaws and all, where she is, weight fluctuations and all. And it's just, it's happy simply because life is, life is good. We're breathing. So it's, it's just, that was, that was a huge transitional point and not just my career, but really me as an individual and a human and, and just not internalizing these things anymore, not just from others, but the harshest critic I've ever dealt with is myself. Mm -hmm. So it was really acknowledging the times where I haven't been kind to myself and saying, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. And, and, and flipping that script. Well, there's so much I want to ask you about there, but I mean, it's so true that you put anything out in the world and for some reason, your eyes always go to the one or the few negative comments and it, they're always massively outweighed by the positive ones. And yeah, it's like a magnet. It's, it's, it's funny, like you look on Amazon reviews or anything like that and you literally keep scrolling until you find the one that's not... 100% positive and it's such a strange thing to do it doesn't make any sense and you know if, if your friend was doing it, you'd be like yeah but why are you even looking at that I mean look at all the others and yet we do it to ourselves and I don't know why it is um but it's so important that we stop it <laughs> and you know that's a, and it's you mentioned my daughters there and and I would hate to think that they were doing that and I'm sure they will because that's you know we do that as humans especially as women um but I'm really interested in when you're doing your public speaking and you're, um, I know that you have lots of exciting projects to get your voice out in the world. Like, 
what do you think the solution is? What is it? What kind of different conversations can we have and how can we spark those conversations so that we stop treating ourselves like that and we stop allowing other people to treat us like that? I think a, a, a first thing is you just you just have to acknowledge it. And that was the huge the huge aha moment for me in this is that I was so hurt by some stranger I don't even know who you know, when you're happy, you don't treat people like that. So when I thought, I'm like, wow, I actually am going to send this man some compassion because he's clearly not happy because if you're on to- attacking someone online, you don't even know, safe to say you're not in a good place. So I had to really take it away from that and take it to myself. And that's what I said when I was like, wow, when I had to sit back and acknowledge the times where I compared myself to the size zero models on set and felt uncomfortable being the quote unquote big girl and questioning why I couldn't have a quote unquote perfect body like them. And, you know, all the times that I was doing this criticism to myself and then I'm like, gosh, that doesn't feel good. And I think yesterday something that I did that gave me like the instant self-love. We talk so much about self-love and how do you do that? And, you know, self-care goes into that with meditation and exercise and bubble baths and all those things. But another big moment that came up for me yesterday was I was, I was really nervous before this talk because it was a really big audience. I wanted to do really well. I had such a powerful message. I wanted to make sure I said everything. So there was I don't want to like, I don't want to say fear, but it was anxious and nervous and it's much easier to, to be at home on the couch, you know, hanging out or talking with a friend or even at a job that you're in your comfort zone and you can dial it in. And I had, I had so much nervous energy. And I think the whole point is do that thing that you're scared of. Just, you just have to do it. And then afterwards you feel so good. And so I think that's so much of changing the conversation is getting outside of your comfort zone, taking on something that scares you, doing it. And then afterwards, you, you're you so proud of yourself, not because you're the best thing ever, or you sold a million copies of your book, or you're a, a famous celebrity and making all this money, but it's because you did something that you have never done before. And then, and you did your best and you went out there and you made a difference. And then you're, you're proud of yourself. So then you're focusing on, I'm so proud of myself instead of I'm not good enough. I got it wrong. This person's better. She's prettier. He makes more money. So I, 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 just a simple way to get there is do something new that scares you. Have fun with it. And you're going to be so proud of yourself. You're not going to have time to, to if, if someone said something negative, I would be like, I don't know. I just, I just killed that. Like that was, that was a really big challenge and I did it. So I feel good. Yeah. And that is, that energy can carry you far, can't it? After doing something that was you thought was so hard, and then your comfort zone's expanded, and it's not going back to where it was. And that's what I love too. That's what I love. And then you inspire and uplift the people around you to do that. Yeah, just even if it's strangers in the room that day, or people that become friends, or even just when you're talking to your friend the next day. Right now, if we're on the phone, you say, "Hey, what'd you do yesterday?" And I tell you, and then. You're like, gosh, you know what? You really inspired me. I've been so scared to have this conversation with my mother. You know, you've really inspired me to call her and get this off my chest because I, I really want to move forward with this relationship. Or, you know, I, I've been horrified. It's what your whole book is about. I'm terrified to leave my job, but it literally is sucking the life out of me. So I'm going to leave without another job, but I know it's going to work out. So I think so much is faith and 
for me, I don't, I don't go it alone. I have a, such a strong faith in a, in a higher power. And so I really rely on that to carry me. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, two beautiful angels, um, you know, dear friends of mine who, who have passed away and, you know, they're always with me. So I look to them and I literally, even yesterday I put it on them. I'm like, you got it. You got to hold my, you got to, what you got for me. And I'll, I'll literally, I'll say that to God. Like, what do you, what do you got for me? Like, take this from me. I need help. And that goes back to my manifesto is asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to talk about those, them, about them in a bit, your angels. Cause I think that's an incredible story that you have to share. But before that, I just love to just get your view on why the world is having this crisis of confidence at the moment. I mean, I'm looking to, okay, who do I, see online not necessarily who do i admire but who do i see who's really got big big followings online and it tend i think it's people at two ends of a spectrum there's people who have what online looks like a perfect perfect life perfect face perfect body perfect everything and then there's people at the other end who seem to have a very imperfect everything but it works really well and that's you know they've just gone the opposite way and go well this is real life um versus this is what real life looks like only it doesn't and you know different people follow those two different things and that's everyone's own decision but where do you think this confidence crisis is coming from i think i think a lot of it is the comparison is it's just you again you're like even i had that little high after yesterday and then let's say i i got on cause social media it's it's this way that we numb ourselves out rather than connecting. Um, and you know, you're feeling all good about something you did and then you get online and someone, you know, or someone you look up to, well, they've done, they did the speech, but in front of 10,000 people, or they did a speech like yours only on Oprah super soul session. So then it's like, Oh gosh. Or, you know, it's, it's some, it's something like that. Or you've gone to the gym and you're feeling really fit and healthy. And then you get on and you see someone with you know, it looks like a blow up doll, like chiseled <laughs> sculpture body. And you think, well, gosh, I've, you know, I'm never going to look like that. But that's the whole thing is that that's, that's not the point. And really we're not focusing enough on our unique gifts that we bring to the table that nobody else has. We've gotten so caught up in this comparison game and then we're living in our, the whole dictate of the world is the whole seek, but do not find it's, it's our ego is never going to allow us to be fully happy because it's always like, it can never be satisfied. And so that's the whole thing is, um, we're always looking for more different, better. And when you feel that lack within yourself, it's going to be reflected back to you. You're never going to be able to have enough or be enough. And so it really is just getting comfortable and going back to that faith. And for me, it's just like, I'm a powerful force of love in this world and really dwelling in your greatness, which isn't, it isn't arrogant. That's actually humble. When you know that you're created by this beautiful force of love in the world, it's humble to think you're amazing. Mm. It's not arrogant. It's humble. I am amazing. I was created by this huge force of love and I'm here to bring that forth. And so it's really, it's, it's really changing your mind from the thinking of the world that is fear. You're not good enough. And, and really you have to exercise those muscles. Everyone knows you have to go to the gym and fight against gravity. You can't go to the gym once and all right, I'm good. Or you get to your, you know, fitness goals and then you never go to the gym again. Everybody knows that even children know you have to keep going to the gym. 
So it's the same with our emotional muscles. We can't get lazy with them. That's why for me every day, it's the prayer, it's the meditation, it's having conversations like this. If I'm feeling stuck, I mean, I even called you on some weird device the other day. Um, just to, I needed that reach out where you're like, and you did in one sentence over email reminded me who I am. So I think that's the message is when you're getting caught up in that the hamster wheel in your head that you can't get off. I'm not going to, oh, but that person, oh, but this, uh, you just, just stop and forgive yourself for having those thoughts and whether you need to sit in meditation, call a dear friend, it all comes back to remembering who you are. Yes. Oh, just, yeah, absolutely. And it's, in terms of what you're saying about social media, we obviously have a choice to go on there or not. And then when we're on there, we have a choice of what we look at. And I, I think identifying who's an inspiration and who is a comparison trigger and get, getting those people out. And, and I think what happens over time is people that were originally an inspiration can become that trigger, actually. It, it's not a static thing. Um, and I think that's really, especially, you know, it might be somebody who has started doing something similar at the same time as you, and then suddenly they kind of are moving forward faster for whatever reason, whatever. And then you, the, the comparison's kind of inevitable. So I think that's really important to regularly check in and say, you know, what's my feed doing for me? And who do I need to clear out of it? They don't care. You know, they don't even know. So, you know, it's, it's definitely supposed to be for your um, inspiration and not at any kind of detriment um so <laughs> we spoke on a stage together in new york once um which was an amazing experience and you just kind of like today actually come off the back of a third i think it was like 36 hours or something crazy <laughs> this stint on qvc and you, i think you'd been selling hairbrushes and you totally cracked me up because you went on stage and you opened talking about the fact that you'd sold i don't know two million dollars worth of hairbrushes in in one day or something and made it sound like it was really, really important. And everyone was super impressed. And then you just flipped on its head saying how actually it, it didn't really matter at all. And it was it was amazing. And I really want to ask you to, to share the story that you then went on to share. But before that, I'm interested about how you manage this conflict between being incredibly good at selling stuff and also wanting to encourage people to look beyond stuff for meaning in their lives. Because I know those two things are... Uh, they're big parts of your life. I mean, you're incredibly good at what you do and, you know, you have a built a career there and it makes total sense to be doing that. Um, but also there's this much deeper side of you which doesn't want people to only think about hairbrushes. So how, how do you reconcile that in yourself? I think it goes back to, because I do, and I ask myself a lot, that a lot, and especially after the Las Vegas massacre that happened recently in the United States, I really, really struggle with that. And this, this, that latest shooting really kind of sent me over the edge because for me, it really forced myself to look at the meaning. And my brother, for example, is a doctor. So there, I feel like there's always so much meaning there with his career because he's literally saving lives. And so for me then to go to a job that is, you know, I'm a, a beauty presenter on TV or I'm a model and I have these moments where I'm like, this is so dumb and I love my careers and I'm grateful for them, but I'm like, there has to be something bigger than this. And so for me, I had to reframe really quickly. And I'm saying this to you, if you're whatever your job is and you feel like I'm not changing or saving the world, here's how you change or save the world, whether you're a, a secretary or a janitor or in the government or whatever is it goes back to you bring the joy, you bring the love, and that's how you do it one person at a time because you never know who you're going to affect. When I go into work, and yes, I'm selling hairbrushes when I feel like I should be doing something much deeper with more meaning or saving lives, 
maybe I am saving a life by walking into that building and the man at security um, is having a bad day. Maybe he's contemplating taking his life. Maybe he has some crisis going on that we never know about, which, you know, I've experienced personally. And I, Hey, which I do every time. Hey, how you doing? How's your son? Is that a new shirt? Oh, I like that color on you. And really having a genuine connection with everyone you meet, not because they're your friend, your family member, they're going to do something for you. They're the president of the company. I talk to the president of the company the same way I talk to the the custodial, the cleaning team, because everyone, we're all, we're all the same here. You know, it's like, I study a course in miracles where it says all of the children of God are special and none of the children of God are special. And so I think that's just such an important message. Or when I, I go on TV, I look at it as, you know what, I'm bringing joy into these people's homes that they're, who knows what they have going on in their lives for that 10 minutes. I'm on there. I'm smiling. I'm joyful. I'm like, you're going to have a good hair day. Who doesn't want a good hair day? And for those 10 minutes, they can focus on that. And so whatever your job is, I think if you can just, you know, blast the room with love and be joyful, starting with yourself, because it goes back to the people writing the mean comments to us is if you are being good to yourself, the last thing you're going to do is take the time to write a mean comment to somebody you don't even know. So it, again, it starts with ourselves where be joyful and loving to yourself and then go about your day. And then whatever you want, and I think you know this better than anyone as the freedom seeker, when you're in that space, stuff just shows up, the phone calls, the emails, the job offers. So again, we try to complicate things, but if you just really dwell in the joy and the love, and today my career is being a kind, loving human being. It sounds even silly. We might, you might even, your viewers could be laughing at that and you're like, okay, yeah, right. Did you see what that jerk on the tube did or whatever? You know, so, but if you stay in that space, I promise you the stuff will just show up and you don't have to try so hard. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love the the way that you're kind of a living embodiment of the possibility of doing of making the most of the career that is, you know, paying your bills, helping you do the, you know, support the obligations that you have in the world. And you also use your time outside of that career to do other really important work in the world in a different way. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to ditch one for the other. Um, but but we don't. And it might be that you transition and you end up doing more on the other side. It might be that that's how you carry on your whole life. And um, I think finding the joy in what you need to do day to day right now in this moment, because that's your reality. And also having an eye to the other things that you can be doing outside of that is just a really brilliant example. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. <sighs> okay. Well, I'd love to ask you to, to tell us more about these angels of yours. Who are they and, and how did this how did they become your shining lights? I had not one, but two very, very um, dear friends and people very close to me um, both chose to take their own lives almost a year to the day of each other. So it was October of 2014 and October of 2015 and just got through October. So it is, it's now a very emotional month for me. Um, and it, it really turned my world upside down, obviously um, shocking and, and so tragic to lose two beautiful, beautiful people um, who were so well-loved and just, just gorgeous souls. 
Um, and it really, besides the pain of losing them, really made me look at my own life and how I was choosing to live it and being so caught up in the outside and the constant achievement and looking to my achievements and accomplishments and relationships to determine my worth. And I, I, I thank them for giving me that gift, Sam in particular, because we are in the same line of work and I saw how it eventually killed him, just the putting all of his worth in the outside world. And when we do that, we can never have enough or, or be enough. And that's the road that I was on. And so when your, you know, your twin flame decides to end his life out of nowhere, seemingly so happy, it, it puts that on you and you realize you have to make a choice too. And so they've given me such, such a gift um, and they're passing and, and they always, they leave me pennies and dimes everywhere. I call them my pennies from heaven to, I, I literally find them everywhere. Um, even when I was in Germany working and I was really nervous, it was my first time working there and, and the studio is getting ready. And again, I'm in Germany. There aren't pennies in Germany and there was a penny on my, in my dressing room. And so I was like, So you were oh, talking Sam. about like actual pennies, like, like English pennies, English pennies. So you find yeah. these all over America and now in Germany. Yeah. And then when I, when I found it in Germany, that's cause he, Sam knew I was, he could feel that I was nervous about this trip and really wanted it to go well. And the fact that he put one, I mean, literally in my dressing room right there. Um, it is, it just, it makes me, it makes me want to cry. But I, be, the thing is, is that our, our deceased loved ones, um, their spirit doesn't die and they are always with us guiding us. And I think the message there is just to be open um, that we're always being guided and protected and how that's what the pennies are. It's, it's, it's money. So it's just showing your value, showing you're worthy, the oneness you're loved. And um, it's, it's unfortunate that sometimes it takes a, a very um, sad tragedy to wake us up. And I think that's a theme in our world now, especially here in America and um, you know, UK too, you, there's been some things going on there um, politically as well. But it, it really, now is the time people are waking up. I think our the whole conscious collective is shifting where I think a lot of us are seeing shadow figures and um, okay, this isn't working anymore. So um, my, it's like, we have to learn one way or the other. So for me, I've learned so much through sadness. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to learn through, through joy now. <laughs> you know? Um but I think just not having to have a wake up call, maybe waking up before the alarm goes off, so to speak. Yeah. And what what a shift deciding that you're now going to learn from joy. It's, that's really beautiful. What makes you glad to be alive? I Conversations like this. I, I this is. I love talking about things like this. Again, going back, I love beauty and I love all the fun stuff and wine. And, but I love to have deep, meaningful connections and conversations with others. This is, this is for me what it's all about. And whenever I'm feeling a little lacking in my life in the past, you know, I'd go to my drug of choice, which is food or shopping or something. But the best, the best drug is, I mean, the ultimate high is authenticity and vulnerability and just sharing your truth with another human being and feeling truly heard that there's nothing you don't need. You don't need, you don't need all the other stuff, you know, and this is healthy. This is going to feel good. So this is what, this is what does it for me. <laughs> I, I just, and I, I hope that people hear this conversation and they, they call somebody up and just check in. And I call them the keep, the keep it real conversations, you know, <laughs> like what's, 
what's really going on with you? How are you? And, and take it to a deeper level. Yes. Today, everyone do that. Pick up the phone and, and call somebody. That's, that is something we should do every day, isn't it? And then mm-hmm. we'd save ourselves all sorts of trouble. Ah, oh, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, before we wrap up, I'd love to ask you one last question, which is what does freedom mean to you? Freedom means to me where, gosh, the criticism is just gone. I experienced that moment yesterday when I came off stage and I had just, I had let it all out there. I mean, just, I let it rip and then came off. So freedom to me is that feeling of, did you do your best? Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, that's freedom to me because someone's always not going to like it. You may not make the money you wanted to make, whatever it is. But if you can ask yourself two questions and answer yes, you're free and you're a success. Did you do your best? Did you have fun? Then that, what, what else? There's, that's freedom. That's success right there. So in this conversation, did you do your best and did you have fun? <laughs> I, I did my best. <laughs> Pajamas and all. I'm, I'm glad that your listeners can't see me. Although I, I have two pajamas. They're fancy. And um, gosh, did I have fun. I, I, I don't want to let you go. I know you're a very busy woman, but I could just talk to you all day. And if you haven't picked up Best Book, please pick it up um, ASAP. It's just, you're, you're a miracle. You're a genius. I just adore you. Oh, you're so kind. I cannot wait till the day that yours comes out and I'm pretty sure it will. And I hope we can get you back on the show when it does because I could listen to you all day long. Thank you so much for joining us, Kate. Thank you, Beth. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to me, Beth Kempton, in conversation with Kate Ekman. You can find out more about Kate on her website, kateekman.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll take what you've heard and use it to inspire your own journey of freedom seeking. I'd love to know what resonated with you and what bold moves you're making as a result. So please share on social media. I'm at Beth Kempton on Instagram or at do what you love XX everywhere else. And be sure to check out my website, bethkempton.com for more tools and resources to support your adventures. If you haven't yet read my book, the full title is Freedom Seeker, Live More, Worry Less, Do What You Love. And it's published by Hay House treat yourself to a copy today. It might just change your life. So until next time, fly free, my friend. Fly free.